Welcome to Brews News. We're back. Uh, we took last week off. Uh, this show, I've mostly wanted it to be about, you know, important topics to discuss. And we focused on WrestleMania. So we had a few more shows in the build up to WrestleMania. But this is sort of what we're going to do on this show from here on out. Talk about important stuff that happened. There were there was a major show Friday, major show Saturday, which was taped, and then a major show uh, Saturday night. So in the last two days, there's been three big wrestling shows to discuss. So Paul and I, we're going to talk about Battle of the Belts. We'll talk about Rampage. We're going to bring on Mel from the Power Bombshells. She and Sam last night uh, covered the New Japan Riot show, which... I haven't seen yet, and from everything I've heard, the stream from Fight was really bad. So much to the point that they issued an apology. Wow. And I guess the I guess the uh, follow up or the on demand stream or whatever is is much better. I haven't I haven't heard from anybody who's watched. I've seen some stuff on Twitter, but yeah, supposedly it was really bad. It doesn't even hit New Japan World. I think until May the fourth, maybe. So for those yeah, that's, who, that's what I've heard hear about it and want to watch it you still have to hit up fight to see it um and also and we're going to start off here because i have paul on and and we can talk some mma i was at bell tour 277 did you get a chance to watch the show on showtime i haven't yet uh we get we get on youtube up here so uh i'm planning on watching it tonight yesterday was obviously so busy and friday too actually um by the way happy easter to everyone as well yeah yeah i was gonna mention that at the top we got family coming over for popeyes today because my wife's not quite up to cooking so uh popeyes wait so fried fried chicken yeah yeah oh there you go yeah yeah it's better i like it better than turkey anyways but yeah i mean it's been a huge weekend with uh you know baseball's in full swing we got the uh NBA playoffs. Yeah. See my yeah. hat here, the Warriors, yeah. you know. Yeah. Did they I, win? I saw, yeah, they 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 won fairly easily. Yeah, um, Raptors. Lost. I know the Raptors took one on the chin. Yeah, Scotty Barnes got hurt, which hurts, but they'll come back. I am going to be a rich man if they win. But yeah, it's been busy. <laughs> it's it's been a busy week. I, I'm going to think I'm going to think about you every game that <laughs> yeah. So hopefully every, yeah. every, uh, every Monday's a holiday for me in here. So, um, that's, you know, if I don't watch it tonight, I'll definitely watch belt tomorrow, but I heard, uh, it was kind of a mixed bag, but it was a solid show. The reason that the, when, when I, I guess I should have, uh, asked I know, Ryan. I know what happened. So I should have asked Ryan as well, but I'm interested in your thoughts in the main mm-hmm. event. Cause a lot of people who watched the main event on TV, uh, thought it was a much closer fight than Dave and I saw it live, though some people live also thought AJ McKee won that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it, like, I guess it comes down to sometimes this happens when you watch stuff on TV versus watching it live, which is the strikes and how hard they are. AJ McKee, it felt like he was just kind of peppering shots here and there, not really sitting on anything. But then when we saw uh pitbull in the press conference uh after the show was over his face was was pretty welted up and aj's wasn't so that was that's also something that you don't really get to see when you're watching it on tv but um yeah i'm very intrigued as far as what you guys thought of the main event from what i've seen and read it sounds like um it sounds like mckee by most people's accounts, won the last two rounds. Although I saw Dave scored at 49-46, so I'm assuming he must have given uh, Pitbull the fourth. Yes, he, the he thought it was. He thought it was close. I thought yeah, the fifth. The fifth was pretty definitive. Yeah, and then the, there was the first round where neither guy did anything. Right, and that's uh, that's so the that's swing a, round. That could be a swing round. It sounds like uh, kind of almost like the 
not quite the same, but the Volkanovsky Holloway, their second fight, you know, the same kind of thing where there was one key round where not much happened and it was almost a coin flip and all the judges went one way. So that's why Volkanovsky got that fight. But this one was a little more like I don't see anybody arguing saying that McKee won, even though I saw a few reporters did. But um, it was just a matter of whether he scored a 3-2 or 4-1. But McKee clearly won. And I don't know. I, I have a or I sorry, uh, Pitbull clearly won. I have a feeling that McKee didn't really want to win, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So that's yeah. an interesting thing because yeah. you know we talk about this champions clause. Yep. After the show, the one of the reporters asked Scott Coker about McKee's contract status. Coker said he doesn't think he's a free agent, but he's not sure. <laughs> McKee, when they asked him, he said. He wasn't sure either, and they're going to have to look at stuff. Mm-hmm. So how can you not be sure what the contract status is going into a, a big fight like that? Well, because the the key is, uh, and I think it's the wording, and they probably have to check the language, but when McKee won the title on the last fight of his contract, it automatically rolls over for three more fights. Mm-hmm. Now, is that three more title defenses or three more fights? And that's right. probably for the lawyers to decide. Right. Yeah. So right. I, like, I'm not saying McKee threw the fight or anything. But uh, I'm saying if it was close, I don't think he's filing an official protest if he thinks, you know, that that uh, that he might be a free agent because he clearly wants to go to UFC. And I think Pitbull does, too. Or I think, well, I think Pitbull wants UFC to come to him, which is never going to happen. OK, so um, here here's another question, which yeah. is both of them are, are big fish in a small pond here in Bellator. How competitive are they with the 145 guys at the UFC level? I think they're at least top 10, um, may, maybe top five. But, man, featherweight in UFC is so stacked. you got Volkanovski, Holloway, Chikadze, um, uh, Arnold Allen, who, you know, is like on a nine-fight win streak. Um, you know, there's your top four right there. And I did that off the top of my head without even looking. you got guys coming up like um, that uh, Bryce something or other, I always, Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, and, and others. And, and, you know, and so I know I even saw McKee, I think it was McKee was saying that he's done cutting to 145. So yes. if he was going to go to 155, like, man, that, that division stacked too, but he's got a big name and that's where the big money fights are is that 155. So um, if he could get, you know, he'd need like three wins and he's in that mix with Gaethje and Chandler and, and all those guys because of because of his name. So I, I think he's more looking at the money and not so much, you know, the prestige of being the champion. Uh, you know, although I'm sure he'd want to, you know, his goal is going to be to win the champion. He's still really young. Like he's so much younger than all those guys. So um, and and the thing is, he's got I think his record is like 18 and one or something. And all his wins all his fights have been in Bellator. So it's not like he came up on the regional scene. Yeah. He, they're all Bellator fights. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I, you know, he's going to be in UFC, you know, by within a year from now, either way. So I, I'm, I'm kind of almost glad that he, that's this title's off him. I don't think it hurts him at all. Chandler, Dave, Chandler moved over and it didn't hurt him. Dave found his post fight press conference speech pretty disappointing. Okay. I found it as, I think he was just sad. I think he was just bummed out that he actually lost that match. I think he went into that fight thinking, I'm going to be this giant guy, you know, this giant star, mm-hmm. beat him back-to-back fights. I'm going to be Bellator's ace. And then he lost, and it was like, oh, I didn't even think of what happened if I would have <laughs> lost, you know? Yeah. He was pretty confident. And, he, yeah, he, he didn't have that, like, dynamic 
uh, charisma or anything back, but I think it's just because he was sad. He tried to bring a bottle of pink champagne, so he's like popping the bottle and drinking it well, uh, and you know, but he, he just wasn't into it. You could tell. Um, okay, so here's here's my big question to you: mm-hmm. When is the last time you covered an MMA show, like as a reporter? Oh man, uh, you like live or or online? Yeah, like at an actual show. Wow. Uh, oh, uh, you know what? It was Lawler Dosanjos. Um, I think at end of 2018, I want to say. Okay, so that's not that long ago. Yeah. Especially with the pandemic. You and know, and if it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably would have definitely done one since then. In fact, I think I might have been credentialed for something, and then it ended up not happening. So when I was covering Strike Force shows, now we're going back to – uh, early, no, late 2000s, early 2010s, the, and I, I talked about this a little bit with Dave on, on Wrestling Observer Radio, the media covering those shows was like the creme de la creme. Well, <laughs> you, you, you had two different, you had two different groups of people. You had the real writers, the, the, the reporters, you probably had come over from boxing, a lot of them. But, you know, MMA fighting and MMA junkie and all these websites that that are legitimate websites. And then you also had the blogger side of things. You had the underground websites, right, where, where people mm-hmm. just having cameras and they want, you know, the guys to cut promos. Like I, I've mentioned this before. There was a fight. Uh, Nick Diaz. Uh, I forget the guy who he fought. Scott Shields. It wasn't that fight. Okay. But he he got dinged up around the eye, and his eye was was bleeding, and he still wanted to do the post fight press conference. So he's in there, and he's got like towels, and they keep giving him towels, and he just soaks up the towel, and then he gets a new one. And his eye just like he needed stitches essentially. But Nick Diaz at that press conference was just monotone, just like short answers, kind of moody, you know, sort of the Nick Diaz that you see on TV. But the second the underground MMA website with the handy cam was on him, he was all fired up. Like, ah, oh, like those Whoa. are his guys, you know, so interesting that just, mm. just the way that it worked back then. I even, uh, I remember Dave Batista w- was backstage one time. Like, it was kind of a big deal. And so now, fast forward, now I, Strike Force has been dead for years and years and years. But even in, uh, I think the last Bellator show that Dave and I were at was. Uh, whatever the Rampage and Vanderlei fight was in Bellator, when, whenever that was, that was the last time I was there with Dave two or three years ago, maybe three, three or four years ago. Now that yeah, it was it. well, probably around the same time, maybe a little bit later than when I was doing the Lawler of DeSantos. And so even at that point, the media, it felt like most of the, the, the MMA media was covering that show. Now, not all, right? Mm-hmm. But it was a much bigger event. And so now fast forward 2022, you had Josh Gross and you had Dave and a bunch of young guys that I don't I didn't even know who they were. Now, it doesn't mean that they were not doing a good job. They were asking right. pretty pretty darn good questions. This This was their beat. Like, they knew their Bellator. I was, I was impressed with them. But... It's not a big deal anymore in any way. And I was just kind of, it just made me think, you know, we talk about the UFC and their dominance in the sport. That is a sign of things that I didn't realize, which is them dominating the sport that much. All of these other shows, even the media doesn't mm-hmm. see them as big anymore. And I don't think that's a good thing because, you know, 
Dana can control who he wants to let in as media, who he doesn't want to let in as media, who he, you know, he can kick out Ariel Helwani if he wants. He can kick out Josh Gross if he wants. He could kick out the photographers if he wants. And so that's less of a free press mentality. And it just hit me when I was at that Bellator show going like, man, UFC being so dominant isn't good for the journalism piece or the coverage piece of the sport as a whole because essentially what they've done is what WWE's always wanted to do, right? It's like you have one game in town that people care about mm-hmm. and all the resources go there and then nobody's there to cover. Like, how does Bellator grow from where they are? Well, part of that in that ecosystem is getting more media, but if you can't even get the media to believe that you have a big show, and this was probably the biggest one that they've had uh, or will have all year, that's a sad state to me. So uh, we talked about this on In the Clinch on Monday, and Ryan had this on his column, uh, Monday morning roundup column, which he'll have a new one tomorrow, but I'll read what he wrote here. This upcoming Friday is arguably Bellator's biggest show of the year and perhaps it'll last several years, and there has been no promotion or mention of it anywhere. You'd hardly know it exists or that Bellator even exists because you never hear anything about them. Their featherweight champion and arguably their biggest star and the star of this upcoming show, AJ McKee, doesn't even have his social account, social media accounts verified, and he gets less traction there than lots of people associated with mixed martial arts. And Ryan brought up he gets more engagement from his uh, round-by-round scorecards than AJ McKee does from his tweets. They need to do something because it feels like we're watching the slow death of Bellator, which would be sad. And, and Scott Coker... That's his town, right? San Jose is Scott's town. He did not even really seem all that excited about what was to come. I guess they got some shows coming up in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those, but yeah. It just just seemed like, I I don't know, you know, the the death of Bellator, that, that, you know, I I should have read that before I actually went. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see Ryan's, what Ryan wrote, but that, that, Kind of as it seemed like that was the beginning of what I saw. Mm-hmm. And if Bellator is not a big deal, we know that PFL, the only reason anybody even mentions them is because they're on ESPN, which is actually a, a thing in their corner, right? To be on mm-hmm. ESPN. But that's the only reason anybody mentions them outside of Kayla Harrison and Clarissa Shields when she was there for that, that short time. So yeah, that, that's, that's kind of, it was kind of sad. And I don't know what, what the future of this stuff looks like. Um, you know, uh, the further in, in, in two or three years, it feels a lot like you know, WWE in 2002. You know, um, you know, there, there's going to be minor comp like a TNA impact or something. Bellator is a lot closer to TNA impact than they are to WCW or AEW at this yeah, point. I think it's a good know. point. All right, we let's talk some wrestling. We got yeah. to see uh, AEW nice Rampage. Yeah, we we got to we got to see AEW Rampage on Friday. It was I got to watch it live because it was uh, right before I was leaving for Bellator. So I watched it at 4 p.m. Pacific. I don't imagine a lot of people out my way were watching that show live, uh, but especially with um, I think there was a, some play in games uh, later. Oh, okay. So the playing games would have been later, um, but. It was a, it was a very easy to watch show. Rampage is generally an easy to watch wrestling show. Um, having Moxley and Danielson uh, as the the BCC opening the show w- was good. Uh, I think the the butcher piece of it was sort of necessary for Wednesday, uh, but it was short. Um, the women's match um, was 
whatever. Um, <laughs> it w- I mean, you know, it, it's just in that spot where you're just looking forward to that main event, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we can all agree that that Ruby Soho, the steam is off of her a little bit. They, they, they need to build her back up because she came in as something special. I've seen arguments that she did better in WWE than AEW. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but you're definitely right that the yeah. bloom is a little off the rose. Um, I, you know, I, me, you and I had, uh, <laughs> that's until they get canceled. Um, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, I, I had like, I had something in my mind about how I thought that opener was going to go and I didn't even know about the butcher match. So yeah. I kind of, what I would have done if it was me, but putting the match together, if I'm an agent, I would have had Danielson cause Danielson said, we're going to rip their heads off or something yeah. like that on, on dynamite. And we didn't really see that. I mean, obviously, but I, I would have seen, I would have had like Danielson first start off and just beating the crap out of one of the Austin, you know, Austin gun. And then he mm-hmm. tags out to Daniels to Moxley and Moxley just kicking the crap out of, out of the other gun, the young gun. And then they tag in Wheeler and he's like, I want Billy, you know, like, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. And then he, he's getting beat on and he's fighting back and he's fighting back and he's fighting back. And then he goes to make the tag and then the other guns like tug. So he's basically fighting Billy gun the whole match. And and get taken a beating, but coming back, and then he finally makes a hot tag. They come blah blah blah, and then they come back in, and then Wheeler gets the big win. Maybe he's bleeding, you know. Clearly, he's taking a lot of punishment. But I would have had that whole match be to showcase Wheeler Yuta. Mm-hmm. And instead, like, yeah, he started the match and he got the pin, but Danielson did most of the selling, and we didn't really see the destruction that was promised. And and I kind of thought they gave the guns a little bit too much, but. You know, and then I would have just, you know, not even had that second match. And the Ruby match could have been like short, like the Butcher one was. And then the main event was great, like great TV title match. You know, like I have no, no problems except for one spot. But um, uh, yeah, and I didn't really have a problem with it, but it was a great match. So uh, Justin Nipper had sent us a, a note on yeah. uh, on YouTube asking us about the length of the Bellator deal. I can't find, I can't find any, anything about it. So, well, I think, um, Aren't they like they're owned by Viacom? So um, it's essentially it's probably I don't even think they're getting paid for it. Wow. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong. Ryan can correct me and probably will. But uh, I think it's just a like a timeshare kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, OK, so going back to what you said about the butcher match now. When they announced butcher on dynamite for the Wardlow match, I think most people were like, eh, <laughs> You know, so eh. here's my thought, though, like, um, so this to me feels like it's like another redo of the labors of Cody, the labors of Jericho type thing. So he's just like, we didn't have to see, you know, um, Juventud Guerrero get a tune up match or Nick Gage or any after that. that Max promo, though, you yeah. know, I don't he know, was like, like, I think we're just going to see a two minute squash. So what do you need to heat him up for that? for? But 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 Max introduced the butcher. Yeah, as if he was the the guy to to end Wardlow, and yeah. so if, if it was like the the thing that you just said with the, with the Jericho thing, where you kind of start, you know, at the beginning and then build and build and build, I agree with you. You could have may, maybe maybe the butcher's like the second guy or something. Yeah. Um. But when 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 MJF was like, <laughs> I'm gonna you know I'm gonna yeah. make your life hell, the butcher, and then yeah. we're like, <gasps> what do you do for oh. a greedy little pig? <laughs> And then he did the whole thing with his neck, and uh, this didn't make any sense. Uh, so because he did that, I thought, wow, he he maybe the fans are supposed to think that the butcher is this big giant deal. 
And so John and I both said on on the show that we did the the fight game podcast, we said, like, if that was the case, the butcher should have like had some squash matches on, okay. on TV to to kind of build up that moment. And so it's almost like um, Tony may have been listening. No, no, not listening, but. Uh, this may not have been some well long thought out thing, right? It could have been something that he had. Same with Jonathan Gresham and and Dalton Castle. Uh, I felt like that was kind of a yeah. like a last second add to the thing. And I'm, he's he's a busy guy, and this is part of the reason why. You know, l- l- let's figure out what we're doing with ROH before it affects you know the the daily booking of, of the main show of the show that makes mm-hmm. all the money. Um, but so I liked the squash in the spot, but I wanted to see two of them. In the two weeks before, and then we would need the one on Rampage as the last second squash to get him ready. Which for is Warfare. why I think, which is why I think this is like step one because I mean we still got what six weeks to the pay per view, so I think we're going to see at least two or three more of these before finally, you know, like he gets his match, you know, with with MJF because I I'd put money on the fact we're going to see MJF and Wardlow at Double or Nothing. Yeah. So, um, so uh, then we had the main event with Adam Cole, Adam Page. They have great chemistry. They have great timing with each other. The moonsault super kick spot was tremendous. Yeah. And then, because it was a Texas death match, uh, late in the match, Adam Page brought out, was it barbed wire on a chair? Is that how he brought it out? I, th- I, th- it was like uh, barbed wire I think so, yeah. Because he hit him with like the that. chair, and then the barbed wire fell off. And then he put the barbed wire on his head. And which is he, which was yeah. a kind of yeah you, you know on you you had mentioned to me uh, on Good Friday yeah. yeah and it is Easter weekend and so there was that now is that I I would imagine if he did it mm-hmm. that's something that they ran by the producer for the match uh, they have uh, been a little avant garde I guess with certain <laughs> things with swearing and yep. blood and. This was probably something that wasn't necessary because I don't think you gain anything out of it. You only maybe frustrate some of your fans. Uh, barbed wire on TV. I don't think it translates well for wrestling fans because the only thing we wonder is, okay, how is it gimmicked, right? Like, that's the only thing I was wondering. And it wondering. barely even stayed on his head. So, yeah. I mean, you, you didn't get the visual of the blood, thank goodness. I think if we would add blood there too, it would have probably got a lot more attraction. I mean, look at my, if you know, look at my Twitter profile, you know, and, and I just put out a, a music thing in our Facebook group, you know, with Christian music. I am a Christian, you know, all, yes. all kinds of, I wasn't offended. Um, you know, I mean, it's wrestling, you know, uh, Austin 316 is like the biggest thing in history and that's directly off of biblical verse. So I wasn't offended. I just thought it was an interesting choice and I definitely think it was a choice. I don't think it was an accident. I think they knew what they were doing and they knew that they were going to get reaction and, and it's on both sides. And honestly, I've seen probably more people thinking, you know, that recognized what it was and loved it, um, as opposed to people that were saw what it was and were offended by it. And then there's you know, the third group that says, oh, it was just coincidence. There, and, there, there is also a group that is tweeting at Warner Media. Okay, <laughs> making okay. sure well, that they that would be that, that they know what group. happened. Yeah, that would be their second group. I mean, if they all of a sudden put up an ad for passion of the christ or uh you know ten commandments over the adam cole with the crown then you know kind of like that nick gage pizza cutter spot um you know i was far more offended by the nick gage match than i was by anything in here 
Um, honestly, you know, and a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that I'm a huge Adam Cole fan and I, I make no bones about it. And I really like Hangman a lot as well. So, um, you know, I was just enjoying this match and the show. I mean, I thought it was a really good show. They've done, um, they've, they've had a concerted effort the last two weeks to put stars on this show and to make the shows feel important. And we'll see if it translates into ratings. Um, like you mentioned, personally for me, like at six o'clock here, that's a much better time for me to watch live than nine. Uh, just because of the fact that uh, I put my daughter to bed at nine. So yeah. I'm usually either keeping her up late or putting her to bed early if I want to watch live. So um, here it was fine. It was, we were in the middle of dinner. I just brought my dinner downstairs, ate it while I was watching. So it was cool. Okay. So I had this discussion, I think it was actually in our group. My, situ- my, my issue with Adam Page as champion has mostly been in A, his, his promos. Uh, and B, his positioning, because CM Punk, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, MJF, those are the stars. Mm-hmm. Page is like right underneath them in the, in the promotion, but he is also the world champion. I thought he has done a tremendous job in the ring as a babyface champion. The last two matches with, with Adam Cole have been absolutely tremendous and just great, great work. But there's still that piece that he's missing as the top, top guy. I don't know if if it's um if it maybe maybe it is a promo thing, but he's got like the entire package except for this one thing. Um and I'm not sure that what that one thing is, but other than that, he's he's been great. What do you think about his run so far? So I I th- I think that the lead up to this match has been the best they've done with him so far. And and in fact, on Wednesday, the promo that he cut was the most he's looked like the champion and the top guy since they started. Now, the problem is, is the positioning of it and also the fact that, you know, um, you know, like they or was it was it the week before? No, it was the week before when he asked for the Texas death match. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then last week they did nothing. So they didn't follow up with it at all. I thought they should have put together a video package. They should have had that, a that was a my only negative yeah, on dynamite. I saw that. There was no build. And then I mean they, you know, and and then, you know, and then now here we are. Like it was the match. I was gonna say like Friday they could have done something, but no, Friday was the match. So yeah. it it like when he came out and he basically demanded to ha- defend the title against Cole and you know, like basically said, I'm gonna beat your ass in a Texas death match, and then he goes ahead and does it. Like that's a champion. That's a baby face fighting champion. And he did it. And he doesn't care what the odds are. He went out there one on three and, you know, cause the, uh, the other guys were out there too. And he just, he did it, you know? Um, I think he walked past him, but whatever um, he, so yeah, for me, like this is heating him up and they're clearly heating up CM Punk to face him. Now it'll be interesting to see which side the fans choose. Um, I think that Punk is a little bit easier at this point to kind of lean into the heel, or do they just have it be babyface, babyface, and see what happens in Vegas? I think in Vegas, I I don't know where the fans will go. I think it'll just be like a loud 50-50, you know, let's go Punk, let's go Hangman, you know, nobody nobody getting booed. Uh, If anybody's going to get booed, it'll be Punk, but it depends on whether he leans into that in his promos. But I think they're finally starting to get it right, but it also feels like it might be ending. So if that's the case, then I think ultimately we might look at this as, well, it was kind of a wash. 
Like you know, it wasn't a, a, bad. A lot, of, a lot of early runs are kind of like that, yeah, though, right? Yeah. A lot of first-time champions. Like Sting, you know, yeah. when he first got it. I think I would compare it to Sting's first run, you know, in a way. Like where well, he wasn't the top guy, but he was getting to getting there. And the fan, the fan base just did not see him as Ric Flair, unfortunately, Correct. which he wasn't. Yeah, and they overestimated, you know, kind yeah. of what, what his impact was. Okay, so uh, let's talk about Battle of the Belts here, mm-hmm. and uh, what we're going to bring in Mel, um, because she's going to come and and chat in New Japan with us. But we'll bring her in or now, if if she if she brings up Wheeler Yuta, cut her off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's so much better stuff today. <laughs> I will be bringing up Wheeler Yuta until the day that you have to admit that you, in fact, are a lover of Wheeler Yuta. I, well, I think funny. Paul's going to come around because it's funny. I, 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 when I described my feelings on him, I, it dawned on me I'm describing 2004 to Brian Danielson. So, you know, maybe, maybe in 15 years, he's going to be the my favorite wrestler. <laughs> I'll probably be dead, but you know, Mel, you, you and, uh, you and Sam talked a little oh, battle, the belts man. last night on uh power bomb shells. So I figured I'd bring you in a little early, um, because th- that show, it should have been just by the fact that there was three title matches should have been better than most rampages but i thought the rampage show was better the main event was better than i thought anything on that show um so let's just kind of go from beginning to end so we had sammy guevara against scorpio sky and i was not sure what they were going to do with the booking here but they put that belt on sammy has scorpio sky did he have a previous title defense of this belt one, one defense Who he had face? one wardlow that's oh, right. He lost, he lost like seven on one. That's right. Or, yeah. Sam and I talked about this last night because I was irked and she told me who it was. And of course, it was like late. So I don't remember. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. She's, she's so good with the facts. That, but the point is, he had one defense. Yeah. And it, they can do better. Now, now, this is a belt that they are not afraid to bounce right they, they've bounced this belt around several times they created a second belt for some reason whatsoever um i imagine dan lambert's still gonna be wearing that second belt even though scorpio sky is not the champion anymore um this could set up something between sammy and ethan page as, as well so we'll, we'll see what where, where it goes but it seems like they are really leaning into this sammy guevara ty conti couple and these folks got to turn heel, right? Like, there's no, like, the crowd, I think, from from all the live perspectives we heard, 80 to 20 boos for Sammy Guevara. So they fixed the sound on, on Battle of the Belts, because I did not hear that from the crowd. Did you hear the, 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 the heavy boos for Sammy? Because I didn't really hear them. I heard them. Um, okay. I, I was actually asking, if there was an early on bunch of them it felt like and then maybe like maybe some people were like no no but then it happened it almost was like there was a little bit of amping up of booing you were hearing like a very light let's go sammy and then a huge sammy sucks okay so that's probably where the 2080 came from 
it was i mean it was there it was definitely there because i just rewatched it because i didn't get to catch all of it because of the new japan thing but and i wanted to watch the the full thing that was one that we talked about it, it yeah i don't know i i this <laughs> the tnt belt so now there's two people that have had it for three times and that's cool and it's like, and one of those people you may or may not know has actually left the promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure. But the point is, so, okay, so we've got this guy that's had it three times. And then we have a couple of other people like Darby Allen had a good run with it. That that was fun. Mm-hmm. But I, they've never given Sammy a good solid run with it. So maybe now they will and maybe they'll use this. But I find myself not caring about the TNT belt. And I don't like not caring about the TNT belt. I'm getting to the point where I like, what's next with the TBS belt? And that was not my thing at all. But because there's some intrigue to the Jade versus some of these other women story, I'm that's getting over better with me than the TNT belt right now because it's like they made it important, but also it has no identity. It's it's like what okay, it's supposed to be the next thing down from the championship the title, belt. Yeah. And Tony really wanted to do that. But I don't know. And then, I mean, they must be doing the heel thing as far as that goes, as far as... Well, totally he, did, he did use a low blow to, to get the win. So yeah. he a low blow. Yeah, and then t- Tony was like, well, you know, the other guys would have done it. And then they're like, come on, Tony. it's like you know and then even when they were kissing at the end even tony was like can we move on so so independently of each other sammy's a great baby face ty when she came in lots of cheers right so Mm -hmm. independently of the couple they are very good baby faces but the second that they came together uh and it was it was almost like uh you know the the prom king and queen thing that you just hated both of them because they were together and putting it in everybody's faces that seems to be the gimmick and i mean if they can utilize it i think i think since sammy left uh the the inner circle and kind of became his own man without cody it was like okay can this guy carry this program and the Dan Lambert program stuff was, it was fine. It, it was okay, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was great. They were still putting Sammy in the stupid card reading thing. Um, the love actually spot. And, uh, and so we'll see what happens. I, I hope that it, it sort of gives him a little bit more of an identity um, rather than just being the working baby face champion, because they have so many working baby faces in that group. So hopefully this gives him an identity as a heel and uh, together the act can can be and they lean into the booze right because yeah. you know cody and brandy did not really lean into the booze and it just made them get booed even louder so maybe they maybe that's a trick don't lean into the booze let them upset you and then they'll boo louder and then you really get what you want <laughs> i i maybe I, lay okay. off oh, i'm sorry paul no no you go ahead I, I got a thought but go ahead lay off the relationship i relationship uh angles are tropishly bad in my opinion and i so even with what they're doing it feels a little old school it feels a little like it's great that ty and sammy are 
couple and that they're leaning into that and they're using each other to do that and everything. And I do agree with you, Garrett, and I definitely want that to, to work. But it's really hard to get into because it, it, it just feels old. It feels like very antiquated for me. I just, it doesn't work for me. It's not something that I'm getting excited about. Heal or baby face. I just, even with, I mean, they did it really limited with Adam Cole and Britt and they kind of did it perfectly because it's like, she's a badass, he's a badass, they're together, cool, awesome. Here's a couple of really fun lines that got everybody moving on. And I think that's a better way to... Go ahead, Paul. I'm glad she brought that up because it kind of plays into what I what I was thinking. Um, so I I think Tony Khan is a really smart guy, and I don't think he's putting these two together, not understanding what the crowd reaction is going to be. Yeah. Because tell me the last time you had a good looking, cocky male wrestler paired together with a gorgeous female wrestler that was cheered, like the fans. Most of the fans watching are not good-looking, cocky, <laughs> uh, athletic people. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I'd love to hear Dan no, Lambert kind of promo draw. on this. Shots. You know, no, Fire. it's true. And I'll put myself in that category. So, you know, like. Oh, so he hates all wrestling fans and thinks they're yeah. ugly. When they, when they see a, a guy with a hot girl, they're jealous. And they're going to boo. And so the reason that. When you talked about Adam Cole and Britt Baker, number one, they're not putting them together right now. But the reason Tony Schiavone got so over and the reason Britt was getting over as a baby face is because Tony is like the nerd yeah. that everyone else sees themselves at. And now he's friends he, with he's, this hot girl. He's, he's George yep. Steele and she's yes. Elizabeth. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, so now. Yeah. Like, here, 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 they know exactly what they're doing. Here's what here's what I hope. I with that. S- Sammy's going to go on a podcast at some <laughs> point and he's going to explain this. Here's what I hope he's going to say. We, we I wanted to turn heel. I wanted to involve Ty into this, and we studied tapes mm-hmm. of Edge and Lita when they turned heel. Now I hope we don't get live sex on on Dynamite, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is that is a, a a twosome that really worked, right? Like they worked for the short time that they were together. Uh, there was some real life stuff involved there too, which added to the heel aspect of it. That added to the you know the heat that they got. There's a real life aspect to this one too. So if they do lean into that, then I, I, I'm I, I hope that they can you know because that was a big act for a little while for what is it late mid 2000s WWE or whenever that time Help was. Get edge to the next level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you if you ever want to turn Jungle Boy heel, pair him up with Anna J. Like that's that's what's gonna do it, you know. They're not gonna cheer that. I'll tell you that right now. Yes. <laughs> no, because they're gonna be all jealous. Exactly. No one in my mini wrestling group is gonna cheer that either. <laughs> like, that's, that's how I'm getting over. Um, okay, so uh, so the second match, I had actually had a not a giant problem with the second match, but Jonathan Gresham and, and Dalton Castle no build whatsoever. We've we haven't seen either wrestler on AEW television uh i don't know if they're on if they've been on the youtube shows at all but that coupling with on this show to me seems so last minute because there was no planning for it and i like gresham um i think dalton castle's an entertaining guy but you put those guys together with no build 
and I was really bored. And it wasn't because it was a bad match. It, it was it was fine, but it was almost like it was almost worked to like an indie crowd. Like there's this spot in the corner where they do this missed chop and missed punch thing. And I was like, yeah, you know, for an indie crowd who were really into those guys, they would have probably got a kick out of it. I was so happy that the AEW audience just kind of sat on their hands. But the whole thing was flat. And it was a setup for the, the heels to come out. Jay Lethal, his heater, Satnam Singh. And that, that was a big part of it, Joe to come in and save. So that was a big part of it. But just that match on a battle of the belts, if they would have put that on Rampage where there's no expectation for this great night of wrestling and for important matches, I would have been fine with that. But I just thought I thought it was a miscasting or a misbooking here on this show. Just so flat. You know, we have to assume that some of that AEW audience didn't know either of those guys. Um, and, And I don't know. I just I just was not impressed by the presentation of that whatsoever paul do you have any thoughts on that i'm a big fan of both guys so I, i'm happy to see both of them in AEW. uh i've i followed adam castle uh adam castle dalton castle um you know the whole time he's been there um and i even got a chance to meet him a few years ago and super nice guy um i um i, I kind of agree with you i think it would have been better to have uh gresham defend if they wanted to do an roh title defense maybe have him against like an AEW roster member, like a Frankie Kazarian, who they've been heating up on the YouTube shows. You know, somebody that clearly Gresham was going to beat, but that the AEW audience knows that he could have a good match with, you know, somebody like that. Um, and then, you know, and then maybe just put, you know, have Dalton Castle do a few YouTube matches and then bring him on to Dynamite to showcase him, you know, if, if they're bringing him in. But I think this was, this was done to showcase ROH, like somebody just commented. And, uh, you know, and Tony has a vested interest in that, you know, he's trying to build this new brand. So, uh, one thing I kind of like, and it was thinking to me as I was watching this, I would not be at all opposed to the idea of on Battle of the Belts, having at least one of the matches be a non AEW match every time. You know, bring in a GCW title match at Defy, you know, a a New Japan, you know, like have have it be that this is where all the wrestling companies come together. Impact title match, you know, Um, you know, if Tony's got all these working agreements and then it helps him, he doesn't have to waste his programs on this show that probably no one's watching, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, and uh, because clearly I don't think this show did anything for for it. I didn't really see much traction on social media about it. it had a lot of competition, NBA, UFC. Uh, other wrestling stuff that we're going to talk about. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think I mirror you, J- Garrett. I think the crowd was nice to it. I think maybe it helped that it was in the same building that both of those guys just wrestled in two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, There's probably a lot of fans that went to both shows, so that would have helped a little bit and maybe part of the reason why they did it. What do you think, Mel? I think that the one big thing for me, like Sam was very excited that Dalton Castle was coming and um, he got the full, you know, the opening. With the boys. The yeah, he got the, the whole tapes. thing. And they did. I mean, and that was great. And for someone like her who's seen him wrestle since for a long time, that kind of payoff is really cool. And that is one of the nice things about AEW is that there are a bunch of us that get that mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. and there, you know, mm-hmm. but that's not like, that's not, that can't be everything. And so there's that side of it. And then the Gresham side of it, which I watched Gresham wrestle Rocky Romero on Thursday on impact. And I was super excited about that. 
but that's because I'm super excited about watching two strong style wrestlers go mm-hmm. after each mm-hmm. other. And I know who they are and I know what I'm looking at. And I knew that was out there. So in terms of, like you said, people knowing who that was, I felt there was a lot of that with this. I was like, oh, Battle of Bells this Saturday. And this match kind of mirrored that feeling for me. And then it kind of, again, it was, I guess I don't, I don't care that you're going to do the ROH and the crossover because we've been doing that with like impact titles and everything else. But I just think in this particular case, because of all the things you guys just said in terms of no builds, no, unless you were someone who knew who Dalton Castle was and knew who Jonathan Gresham was, you might really start to enjoy the thing as you're going along, but you weren't. I mean, if you didn't know what this was, you probably were on your way to the snack bar real quick. Because <laughs> the, you- I, I'll sort of explain it in a way, and I'm not going to mention where I got this reference from so that I don't get in trouble. But um, the idea of like a meal, like whatever your favorite meal is, let's say your meal is a, favorite meal is a steak. So you get this great steak. You got the sides. You got the potatoes. You got the vegetables. And then when you finally get it delivered to you at the dinner table, it's delivered to you on a garbage can. Like presentation is key for me, right? <laughs> like in wrestling, presentation is almost like the whole thing. Like we, we watch so much good wrestling, but if you're going to present these guys, tell me about this championship that Jonathan Gresham has. Build this championship up. Give me some backstory on Dalton Castle to make him feel bigger than just a guy who was on ROH who's got a cool gimmick. And so that that's the thing that I thought was missing because they had an opportunity. Now, maybe it's not on a one-hour show because they had, yeah, they had the, the three tricky. matches. But, you know, the, I, I just thought there was an opportunity there to present them in a me. great way. One of the guys on commentary, I think it may have even been Excalibur, even almost pointed it out. Because, or it was Tony Schiavone where he said that the line was, uh, I don't know much about ROH, but I'm learning about it now or something. It was very much like, I'm not saying it was like calling out the boss or anything, but it was very much, it was like, oh, don't say that. Well, they they even, they don't punctuate it like that. They had another line, like something like, this is the biggest stage that either one of them have ever been on. And will they be able to live up to it or something like that? So it's funny that you brought up that analogy, Garrett, because mine was almost the exact opposite. It was like, you're at this fancy, fancy restaurant and they bring you McDonald's. (laughs) <laughs> and and you're like, well, I could have got this at McDonald's, but I'm why why did I pay like, you know, fifty bucks for a quarter pounder and fries? <laughs> you know? But it but it was supposed to be. My problem is I wanted everybody to be like, this is the best restaurant <laughs> yeah. in the world, yes. and everyone was like. I've never heard of this place before. <laughs> and and he didn't really get to showcase that. Like, no. like even in Impact, like he's had some great matches in Impact. And this was, and I think a lot of it was the opponent. Um, I'm not sure Castle is 100%. He's had some injuries. And, but and he, supposedly Gresham got hurt in this match yeah, somewhere. Yeah, uh, on I, heard that, I heard he's in, con- yeah. I, I mean, this is like, obviously, but I heard concussion stuff somewhere. I think that's, I, that's what they were checking him that's for. That's not true. According yeah. to Fightful. So, okay, so Dalton Castle, I have had this theory about his name. I'm not sure I've even read it correctly, but the name Dalton Castle, I think he took it from Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse. 
and oh. combined it with Patrick Swayze's character in Dirty Dancing. So Dalton from Roadhouse, Johnny Castle from Dirty Dancing, Dalton Castle. And yet he's <laughs> Freddie Mercury. I love that you know that. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in my I love his theme song. It's the Radio Gaga uh, knockoff. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, so, I hope so, Tony, if if Tony signs him, he pay, pays for an actual Queen song. That would be tremendous. Yeah. No, um, he should. He should get a. She's like the wind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be that would be tremendous. That, oh, I, I would, I would oh my god. So Adam in in our who's watching says uh, he had to cancel his progress book, and yeah, he, I saw that tweet. Yeah. And uh, and everything. So, um, okay, so. Let's let's uh, head to the main event, and then we're going to talk some New, New Japan uh, Windy City Riot. Main event: Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose. Uh, they I don't know how long this match was, but I thought for the most part I thought they delivered exactly what they wanted to deliver. Thunder Rosa needs to needs to get this big win over the the giant, over the the bruiser of the division. She, you know, part part of what Britt was so good at was elevating that championship because she's such a great character. Thunder Rosa's character is not as great as Britt's, but her key is more in the ring, the fiery baby face, the you know, never say die attitude. Paul, do you think that they delivered everything in that title match to maybe get Thunder Rosa something before her next, whoever her next person is. I think that this was the best possible match these two could have had. Um, and it wasn't a match of the year contender or anything, but given the the abilities and the, how over they are, um, this is the best we could have got. And it was, I like, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought Thunder Rosa has a real connection with the crowd and mm-hmm. having this match in, in Texas really mm-hmm. helped. Mm-hmm. Um, she had the cowboy hat and she was playing to the crowd. She's, she does that really, really well. And Nyla is the perfect monster heel and no Vicky to distract us from things. We didn't yes, have thank the interference on yeah. that one. My daughter out. My daughter watched this match and she could not take her eyes off the screen. She absolutely loved it. And, uh, and she actually, believe it or not, is a Nyla Rose fan, but she was getting into the, the Thunder Rosa stuff. So I think Thunder Rosa won herself a new fan in in Emily watching this. And uh, my, my wife actually, you know, having seen the pictures, she, she thought Lita was Thunder Rosa. Um, so uh-huh. she thought she thought you Emily went had with met that her. color. The yeah, she thought Emily today. had met Thunder Rosa, but I was like, no, not yet. Not hopefully yet. someday. Yeah, one day. Yeah. One day. And I literally went to uh, I had to go to I went to my co-host Sam's uh, Twitter because she as an experiment started timing women's I, I, this is what I was gonna bring ago. up. Yeah. And um I was gonna see if I could find it on here, but I can't seem to find it. I, I want to say it was like 13 minutes. I'll but it, it was I mean it was a good chunk. It, it was a they gave them a match. Like it wasn't a, a big like, oh here you go. Yeah, it wasn't else. an I angle. It was it was the guys a, it was on a uh, commentary would stop talking about her hair. It's like guys, really come on. Like I no to- really they have to, they four, have to 14 minutes and four seconds. Thank there you go. See. Yeah, yeah. And, Tony uh, Tony was trying to say that. Nyla was having issues with the long hair or something as, as every, yeah. I think that, that he was, was, I think Tony was having more trouble with the long <laughs> hairs than Thunderosa was. Cause I think they were actually just grappling in the corner. It's all right. But I actually like that. I like the match. I, that was the one I couldn't get logged onto my TNT app at the same time as Windy City Riot. So, ah, uh, see, <laughs> there's Sam. <laughs> 
Yeah, Sam is watching. Um, so we, 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 we got to watch what we say there. about her because no, she's um, watching. Definitely wouldn't say to her face. So, Samantha, cage match database. I'll say <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So we're going to have to ask Sam this because uh, maybe when she comes back on this show or maybe you can ask her on the next Powerbomb Shells, Definitely. does she have the large stopwatch to time these matches <laughs> like Dave does? Because Big Dave has the stopwatch. Actually, I think it's actually a desk timer. Like he's got like a desk timer on his thing. But he's like, not like he uses his phone or anything. That is a he's good got, one. Like, this stopwatch timer thing on his desk that he just presses and then. You know what? Don't answer, Sam. That's going to be one of our uh, ask each other questions to get to know each other. Don't save it for the show. Save it for the show. <laughs> Sam thinks I'm right about the Dalton Castle name, by the way. So. I'm happy that I have never read that anywhere, but I just kind of put that together because of my knowledge of 80s pop culture. Okay, so um, ultimately, I think the the end goal of what what happened here was great. And, you know, John and I were talking on Fight Game Podcast about who the first competitor for her was going to be. And we both said it was going to be Nyla because that's kind of who you put first right you in order to get the baby face over you put the you know the 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 big heel who's uh, mean and nasty and to then beat that person you know you should get leveled up and i don't know who do we know who she's going with next are they bringing brit back for a, a rematch or do we have an idea of of who's next is it going to be the was, owen cup winner or something i hope they do someone else no nothing against brit like she can come back anytime she'll be great she'll be over she it'll be nice to see her take some time off um i hope that like nyla rose sort of gets that like awesome kong thing going where she becomes like more and more talented and then helps get someone else like the next level and but it's so hard i i just hope it's i'm i just want it to be someone wild i don't know serena deeb like Abaddon, I don't know. I'm really throwing names. Out there, <laughs> Serena Deeb is a great one. That, that but, I, I would I mean, be 100% down with that. Serena Deeb is really talented, and yeah. there's a lot of like, you know, I like she's she's kind of technical, and I'm a little bit of a fan of technical, so I'm good with that. But all right, let, let's close this thing down with some uh, NJ Riot talk, some Windy City Riot show. Uh, I. More so than any of the match results, all I saw on Twitter was how bad this feed was. <laughs> so was it as, as bad? Like, were you having trouble keeping up with the show? Were you guys getting logged out? What was happening? You want to go first, Paul? Or well, I don't think Paul watched it. Did you not watch it? Okay, so yeah. it was... I, I, I will see it on NGPW World. At, the replay is already better. I was kind of bouncing around. I started watching it a little before this, but it, yeah... Okay, so it started for me, and I was like, okay, it's working. But then I realized I hear, I'm hearing nothing. So there's no commentary. There's no music in the background. There's no nothing. There's just wrestling. And the first was the Nightmare Factory. And I'm sorry, the factory. They're going with the factory now. No more Nightmare. <laughs> um, and uh, LA Dojo it was the opener. And that's cool because I love the strong guys. And so I'm really excited to mm -hmm. see them get started. And when it wasn't kicking in and out, I, that was when I really, I was like, why is it so quiet in here? That was how that, remember that LA Coliseum, that little, that little small stadium outside the LA Coliseum. This was, this would have been, gosh, would it have been last year. They ran a new Japan strong pay-per-view and it was the same thing. Like, 
couldn't hear any audio. There was like no announcers for the beginning. You didn't hear any music and it just kept popping in and out. Like, I don't know what it is because New Japan World, um, I, I imagine it's not the same crew because we never have any issues with, with New Japan World as far as watching shows from Japan. So it's, you know, this fight TV. I, I wonder if it's a if it's a fight TV thing because they're selling the show. Maybe they the production is not New Japan. I don't know, but there's something going on because I've had trouble with this show in the past and it's kind of frustrating because you're paying for it and yes. you're watching it live and you want to cover it and the story becomes not the great wrestling but this problem with, with watching it so the the f4w coverage says the audio sounded like it came from an ecw bootleg VHS. <laughs> <laughs> i was actually tossing i was chit-chatting with justin a little and he was making fun of he showed me the uh, old school <laughs> thing where it was like the little one that you know we yeah. all used to use back in the like, <laughs> 90s or whatever so and adam he, says so Adam says internet pay-per-view is a risky deal. Should it? It's been around for 18 years, 20 years or so. Like, should it be a risky deal anymore? It feels like it should be. Everything is streaming these days, right? What's the difference between this show and putting the WWE show on the, the Peacock network? Like, it, it's, it's all the same technology. So I don't, I don't know why they can't figure it out. I think when you have an established platform like Fight, you expect that it's all going to be the same. And what you don't realize is that they're all handled by the individual companies. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. They were selling the New Japan. So this was a pay-per-view here, but it was also a pay-per-view in Japan. And Mm -hmm. what Chris was saying, what Chris Hampson was saying, was that you could buy it for an additional thing on New Japan World and, you know, do the... Japan, it was Japanese streaming, so you would have the Japanese announcers and everything. But they they would have had to bring a crew to do the the Japanese stream that would have gone to New Japan World. So why not bring a North American crew with you too, or use this? You know what I'm saying is that they had to have brought because I mean I don't I didn't watch it on New Japan, so I can't confirm whether or not people actually saw it better yeah but it sounded to me like if i had watched and i don't care i like the japanese commentary once in a while don't i love kevin kelly my favorite person in the whole wide world when it comes to that but (laughs) i mean i'll i can re-watch it when they do it but what ended up happening is because it kept kicking out of the signal yeah i mean i don't think he made it on until the second match okay so yeah so so even that, that makes sense. Uh, okay, so let's quickly go through some of these matches. Uh, yeah. First question, how how was a Filthy Tom's jorts? Oh, man. <laughs> they become, actually, we were noticing they've become uh, trunks. They're okay. actually just, it's perfect. I, gosh, that They guy. just look like jorts, but they're actually trunks. So now they're just, they're wrestling trunks. and But they look like jorts so it makes it even better because it's like who would go to that kind i mean that is high level detail like you're it's one simple thing but yes exactly (laughs) it was amazing (laughs) he was great it watching he that was a great match i actually had a lot that one i got all the way through fortunately somehow that one like played the whole way through for me so i got to see uh Eugene Nagata versus uh, the King of Jorts. 
Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of bounce around here through this card. So Filthy Tom, uh, Filthy Tom wins. Uh, was it knee to the back of the head? Yes. Okay, yes, and and yeah. then uh, we had uh, the U.S. of J Open. Jay White defeated uh, Shota Umino, um, and then let's see how did how did that finish happen? Oh, Blade Runner beat him with a Blade Runner. How was this match? Um, I didn't get the, this one was one of those. Okay. So first of all, if you're a new Japan fan or any, anything, uh, related to even the, it, this, I mean, okay, let me get it. Sir. Speak Mel. <laughs> Shota Umino showing up last night was a huge deal and yeah. because Shota Umino is not Shota Umino anymore. He's shooter and shooter. he has his big boy gimmick and, at the right at the beginning of the pay per view, Moxley looked at him and basically said something to the effect of like he was cheering him on. And he's like, "What are you standing there? Go, go get him!" And it was just like, "Oh my god!" And so many of us have sort of been waiting for this moment on some level. Like if this goes to a dynamite or anything like that, I'm interested to see it. But I bet you the place comes unglued because he we he adopted him that g1 that he did and that was hit that was moxley's first g1 but he also like took this kid under his wing and made a star out of him two years three years four years ago now i mean it's been a while you want to talk about a long-term build so we've all been waiting and a lot of the rep pro people have gotten to see him i have a friend over right in that uh region who's gotten to see him on a couple of his cards i'm like stop bragging or i'm going to Get really, really, really angry. What am I going to do? It on me. It's on the other side. So a- Adam uh, and also Sam, who are checking in on the stream, both suggested Blackpool Combat Club, which was what I was going to say. Yeah. What What is his? Uh, at, at what point does is he going back to Japan? Do we know? No, because I think this is first time. There was like rumors that he was here, hmm. from what I understand. And I even said to someone that I was like, oh, that'd be so cool if it was him. And then there were some rumors that he yeah. had made his way in. So it's hard to say. Hopefully they, we'll they, know. They don't even have to. He doesn't even necessarily have to, you know, quote unquote, come to AEW. Mm-hmm. They can, this can be a cross promotional thing. I mean, Moxley and Danielson and Yuta can go over to Japan and, and do BCC stuff there. Like, I mean, they're all about their factions. Well, so, he's in Rev Pro technically, yeah. and he has yeah. a, a gimmick going there, and he's apparently got a he's a storyline there. Isn't Osprey their champ? So that all kind of ties in, right? Oh, that might be true. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I yeah. always forget that he has so, that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's the only belt they haven't ripped away from him. I love, like, I love this shooter Muno thing. Like, I mean, this is everything that I was hoping the the Wheeler Yuta thing would be, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why yeah, I'm a little maybe. down on the Wheeler Yuta stuff, is just because I it feels rushed. And whereas, you know, that Umuna thing feels way more like organic, you know, that, yeah, that it but just kind of happened. Wheeler Yuta is being at the part where John Moxley just adopted him. That's, where <laughs> Yuta but that's what I missed the first two years. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, 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 I ju- I'll just say that I can never <laughs> say- gonna stop. <laughs> I can I, I can never say Wheeler Yuta correctly. The first <laughs> time I always say Weeder. Eula. 
every time before like i had to catch myself just right now i did it on wrestling observer radio on friday like i can't it's just for whatever reason my mouth does not say that correctly okay and shooter let's let's get to uh let's get to the last two matches here we had a against minoru suzuki and this went back and forth and finally Ishii beat him with the brain buster um, and then after this match, Eddie Kingston came in and he yeah. challenged Ishii to uh, what uh, May 14th. What, what is that show called? Uh, is it Capital Cap- something? Capital Combat? Cap- it's the one in Washington, D.C. Capital Combat was like an old WCW pay-per-view, oh, wasn't must it? Must not be that then. Capital. It's something Capital for oh, sure. Oh, no. Am I wrong? Is it not the D.C. show? It so, is. Somebody yeah. will tell us. Oh, yes. okay. Somebody will tell us. Because Capital Combat was a WCW pay-per-view from like 1990. So, um, so, uh, so then, so we'll get Kingston. Capital Collision. Capital Collision. There, there you is. go. So we'll get, uh, we'll get Kingston and we'll get uh, Ishii in, uh, in a month. Ooh. And then, and the main event was, uh, John Moxley and Will Ospreay. So I only, I saw the end of this match. And <laughs> so I saw the part where Moxley hit the paradigm shift. And the referee counted three, and then it looked like Osprey kicked out at like two and three quarters. But then Moxie put in a rear naked, and then the match was over. Like, how how did this come up? How did this come on TV? I, I, reading it is confusing to me. Well, it was confusing to watch because there was a whole thing where Will thought he said he thought he heard the bell. It mirrored. <laughs> There we go. Uh, it mirrored his finish with Zack Saber. If you caught that finish, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. he tapped out, but then right. everybody, but there was some sort of weird like glitch in the way that he heard the bell, and so now he's running around saying, "I didn't tap out against your champion, but he did." And it's by this time the thing was literally. I'm not the. The last few matches for me were virtually unwatchable. I was getting like ins and outs. I need to go back and so watch. But it sounds very much like the Will Ospreay uh, Zack Saber finish with a lot more blood. And I mean, I think Moxley pretty clearly tapped him, but. He was like, no, I heard the bell before I tapped (laughs) and you had a, you know, you didn't. And then there was actually a fun uh, Will on Twitter when he's making fun of himself on Twitter, where he was like, did you really think I was going to tap out to your uh, (laughs) word deleted finisher? And it's pretty funny. But so it's I don't know. It kind of ended. If but, I didn't know, if I didn't know better, I think it was just uh, Osprey not wanting to do business. But I don't think that's what it is. Or like, uh, like when I watch, <laughs> that's it, how it reads. Like, or the referee screwed up or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there was a lot of it. Felt confused and it looked confused, and so it was hard. I'm just like, I'm not sure where they're going with. Will is doing. Will's basically going on a. He's having a big temper tantrum right now. He demanded that Sonata give him uh, the U.S. Uh, IWGB U.S. Championship because he keeps having belts ripped away from him, and he like essentially threw a temper tantrum in the ring in his face. 
So I'm not sure what they're doing with Will right now. I guess this is playing into it. Maybe it's building to like real G1, yay. But it's, I mean, but at the end, you know, ultimately the best part, am I allowed to spoil that or were you going to get to that part? Go go ahead. I was going to talk about that next, but go ahead. Where Moxley called out Tanahashi, which I'm so excited for. So let's do that. So <clears throat> they're going to be also at that Capital Collision show is what it sounds like, right? That's what it sounds like. And there's no direct confirmation of that, but they also have, when is that? Do you remember? May you know when 14th. That is? May 14th. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the 15 days before double or nothing. Is it Don Taku is five one, I think. So it's right around. So even there's a new Japan show at the beginning of there's best of super juniors in May. But there's also a pay-per-view. There's, I, I think it's Dantaku was on 5-1. I think it's May 1st, which would could be used as obviously as part of all of that because that would be a big New Japan pay-per-view that's on the network, I think. So. Yeah, so sh- shout out to everybody who tried to watch this and you know maybe, maybe didn't feel like they got their money's worth. I, I really hope that new japan figures it out i know the one thing i know about new japan is the new japan in japan side and the new japan in the u.s side sometimes there's some static and in working together i hope that gets resolved because there's an opportunity uh for a great product and i feel like if if there was a lot more synergy and they work together new japan strong or new japan u.s could be uh, you know, the the third group in, in, in the United States, but they, they kind of have to get their act together in order to be so. Um, okay, so one one last thing, and, and we'll cut it, we'll cut it here, which is I don't know if anybody saw this, but Moxley after the show, all bleeding. I guess he saw a fan who uh and, and JJ Williams is the one who tweeted this. Uh, he saw a fan who wanted the book signed, the Moxley book. He didn't want the book signed in pen. He wanted it Ooh. signed in blood. And Moxley signed the book in blood. Nice. Wow. <laughs> that is such a John Moxley thing to do. That's amazing. I, I just, I started it recently. I was telling Sam even last night that I started it and got into it. And I keep putting it down because I know that I'm going to like want to read all the way through it right mm-hmm. away. And I don't want to be done with it that fast because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be mad. I'll get that day after Christmas feeling about it. But it is so good. And I'm getting to so much fun stuff. And but mine's not signed like that. I just took the cover off of it. So I <laughs> mess it up. But it was because you guys interviewed him. I bought the hard copy because he said like the hard copy was like worthwhile because he did a bunch of stuff. And so I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting this one hard copy. I got blurbed in that YouTube, yeah, you, that YouTube thing That's that he did cool. for the book. Um, okay, so last thing, and we'll and we'll end with this because Matt uh, just Matt Matt wrote this in the in the chat. He said thoughts on the AEW New Japan rumors. Um, there, you know that there's a big rumor that there's going to be a show, a joint show mm-hmm. pre G one. Uh, what is it's it's supposed to be in Chicago? Uh, is it in when is it? What, what's the is that rumor? the June twenty third date that everyone's throwing it around right now? Or am I off? 
I think I think that that might be what it is. I, the Super J Cast is that a podcast that that threw that out there, and um, you know, it sounds like there's smoke to that to that uh, to that fire or fire to that smoke or whatever the term is. Smoke. Uh, uh, so that is an interesting thing, though. The thing that I don't understand is how can it be like on a Thursday night? That's that if you, if you have dynamite Wednesday, then you're gonna do a big show pay-per-view probably thursday and then rampage friday it seems like a lot i don't know why you wouldn't necessarily just do that on like a saturday night so you know when people are used to watching pay-per-view yeah so sam says june 23rd is a thursday that that that's where i was getting that information too i hope that date is wrong and i hope it's actually like a saturday night so that you know we can have this giant night out of of you know watching wrestling with friends rather than oh i gotta watch this wrestling show and then go to work the next day like that's not that fun <laughs> and to mention know, unless... that six days before i get to see them live in detroit so that will mean that there'll be fallout from whatever that is close yeah, to my exciting. show so... um so yeah for for matt uh you know it does sound like there's something going there but i'm sure you know we'll we'll, we'll uh you mentioned uh, Chris Samsa earlier, like he's been having fun with it, you know, just kind of doing like emojis and stuff in our Facebook group. So uh, I, I think it's exciting. I think it's what we've always wanted since the the beginning of AEW. So yeah, it's a, I'm excited to see what happens there. All right. We went, we, we went a good amount here. I did not expect us to go a full 73 minutes here, but uh, Paul, I, I, uh, I mentioned uh, that, that we would get you out of here. I think we may have gone, we, no, it's go, it's cool. It's cool. Okay. We got another hour till the people come over for Easter dinner for Easter Popeyes. Yeah, uh, and, and Mel, thank <laughs> you for for joining a night. Uh, actually, not too long after you and Sam did your live stream last night, Power Bombshells. Check that out on our YouTube channel. And uh, you and Sam are now uh, every weekend, so you can, uh, you know, at least for now, there there may be an opportunity Sunday-ish. for you guys to take the week off. But um, right now, every Sunday ish, new show comes up. Everybody enjoy the rest of your Sunday, Easter, and all that. I am technically on vacation starting tomorrow, so I pre-recorded a lot of my stuff so that I don't have to do any podcasts this week, but I'll still be putting up everybody's shows. So uh, we're supposed to go to Arizona, but my wife came down last night with a little bit of a cold, so we may do the staycation, but we were going to go hang out with my parents all next week. So she's trying to get better but uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll uh, bruise news. Like I said at the top, this is going to be more along the lines of when there's something to talk about. We'll talk about it. it's not going to be necessarily a weekly thing like it was during WrestleMania season. But I thought it was a great opportunity to talk about live Bellator and all these shows that we watched this weekend. So thank you, Mel. Thank you, Paul. I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. <laughs>